The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The father of a two-day-old baby who died after her heart was accidentally pierced in a medical procedure has said the way his family was treated and the betrayal of trust they experienced after her death was extraordinarily shocking. Colleen O'Scully is with me now. Colleen, thank you so much for taking the time today to speak to us. Can you bring us back to 2015, January 2015? And if we can start there, tell us what happened. Well, we, uh, my wife, Iron, gave birth to our twins, a boy and a girl, Leisha and Kuan. Um, and on the 22nd of uh, January 2015. And uh, initially, they were both born at 28 weeks and six days. And we were told that uh, Kuan was the weaker of the two, um, but they were both doing very well. Um, we Then, two days later, we were told that uh, when I was going in to, to, to visit Kuan, that um, Leisha uh, needed a, a procedure done, which was uh, to alleviate pneumothorax, which is a buildup of air just outside the lungs. Uh, now, Kuan had had the same procedure done in that morning, so they didn't make a big deal of it. It was just they would call us back in about 40 minutes' time. And we went back to our room, Irene and I, and in the hospital in the Coombe. Um, and um, we got a phone call to come down immediately. When we got down there, we were told that uh, while they were doing the procedure, they may have nicked something. And they were rushing her to... Uh, um, Crumlin Hospital, Our Lady's Hospital, Crumlin Children's Hospital, to um, see what could be done. Uh, they were very concerned. So uh, she went off in an ambulance and we chased after her in, in our own car. Um, and when we arrived there, we were brought up to a disused part of the hospital and left in the kitchen there. Um, and then uh, Dr. O'Connor came along and um, Irene looked at her and kind of said, don't say it. And um, she just shook her head. And we knew that Leisha was dead, that she didn't make it. So we um, we got back to um, the Coombe Hospital and um, we were told that... Um, uh, two days later, we were told that her, her um, that the pathologist insisted that we were told that her heart had been pierced by a needle. Um, which, uh, as you can imagine, is, mm. is devastating news for, for, for anybody, let alone the parents of a child, to hear. So, um, uh, at, at that point, um, when uh, we spoke next to the, the, the doctors, the narrative started to change. Um, we were being told that Leisha was the sicker of the two. Uh, and um, in the beginning, when you hear this from them, and it came from more than one source, um, you begin to think that Maybe we got it wrong. Maybe, maybe she was the weaker of the two. But then we remember the phrase that they kept on repeating to us in the earlier days, which is, 
uh, girls are fighters and boys are lazy. Uh, and that's the that's the same in nature. Um, uh, girls are, are stronger at birth. Um, and then we realised bit by bit that we were being uh, the narrative was changing, and there were being that we were being misled. The um, Irene was visited by the the master of the hospital and the uh, manager of nursing, I think, um, and. To be honest, that kind of alerted me because I was thinking, it's it's a it's a hospital, and even though it's our baby and we're we're, we're devastated, um, babies do die there. But I couldn't imagine that the master went around to every parent of a child that had lost their lives there, unless there was something untoward. So um, that, alongside the fact that they started changing. The narrative of, of her health kind of alerted us. We were then uh, uh, brought to um, speak with uh, the consultant in charge, um, uh, and where she went through the, the procedure and what had happened, because we wanted to understand everything. So I could tell my parents and my daughters and and uh, on when he's old enough. Uh, what exactly had happened to Marcus, who was a one-year-old baby at home. So uh, the master of the hospital um, arranged for us to meet with uh, the consultant in charge of Leisha um, and, and so that we could talk about what had happened. Um, and uh, Irene and I went down there and we they explained to us in medical terms what had occurred, uh, that they did the procedure and... She died. They may have nicked something, um, but she died. And they'd gone in more than uh, two centimetres, which seemed to me to be alarming when they were tiny little babies. And I thought, God, they're tiny little chests. Was there room for them to go in two centimetres? So I asked the question. I said, look, I don't know. I'm not a medical person, but did you go in too far? And I was told, most certainly. We went into far. Um, so at, at that point, we realised, OK, mm-hmm. they're not going to tell us the truth unless we ask the right question. Um, and that was the pattern from that moment on. So we um, went back to the master and when we were talking to her, was, uh, Irene had said, look, you killed my baby. It pierced her heart. And I said, you went in too far with the needle. And they said, she denied it completely and uh, said, who said that? And when I said it was the consultant, they, she disappeared off the room and the consultant came in two, three minutes later saying, when I said that we went in for too far, I meant that we had to go in too far to do the job. At which point I replied, look, too far is too far. If you want to be changing your story, um, that, that this, this is outrageous. Um, and that was the pattern. All the shutters were down, and the, from that moment on, I mean, even things like when I was looking at Kuan's uh, files, because Kuan was the surviving twin, um, or the, the files were grabbed out of my hands by a nurse in there and told that I wasn't allowed to have a look at them, even though they were my son's files. And the reason I, uh, I, 
I suspect strongly that the reason that that was done was because Kuan had had the same procedure done uh, a couple of hours previous to that, and um, some of the information as to who carried out the procedure and who was in the room and who wasn't in the room would be in there or could be in there. Um, the the next thing I suppose was the um, our attempts at the inquest. When um, we thought it was going to be a very uh, open thing where it's about uncovering the truth and telling us what happened. Damned be the consequences. Mm. That's, uh, but what we learned is that it was more like a, a first line of defence where they put forward their narrative. I mean, they changed the story from her being the stronger of the two to being the weaker of the two. And then the needle, while it pierced her heart, and they said that it had gone in too far, they then changed that to it needed to go in too far to do the job. And then they changed it to the the latest narrative, which was appalling, was that her heart swung, swung into the needle, which is kind of like the defence you would use when somebody runs into your fist as opposed to you punching them. Uh, we couldn't believe the the gall and the, the, the how callous they were and it became apparent that they cared about Leisha while she lived but the moment she died they cared more about the reputation of the hospital and they'd gone into shutdown mode can, everything can I ask and sorry to interrupt you Colleen I mean how did it feel for yourself and Irene to have I suppose the experience of your daughter's life albeit such a short life rewritten by strangers yeah it really it's really hurtful and galling and horrible when the life of your daughter who you had for a short 42 hours and 27 minutes is rewritten it's bad enough that they killed her but then to rewrite her life history to that being the one, the child who was the weaker of the two when she was the stronger of the two until she needed that procedure that ultimately killed her because they pushed in the needle too far. To change that to suit their narrative was unforgivable. And that's really one of the things that drove us to fight for her to fight for her name and her memory because they were lying about her existence. And as I said before, that's completely unforgivable. And we weren't going to let them do that. Uh, and we were going to honour her memory. Why, do you, maybe this is a question you don't know the answer to, why do you suspect they pursued that course of action because this you know as we said this is not unique this certainly would not be my experience at the HSC from speaking to other parents like you it's not unique there's a culture of circling the wagons and protecting the institution absolutely there is um, as I said before I think that the main concern for the HSC or the Coombe was to protect the name of the hospital um, like what we wanted was that they hold up their hands and say, "We something terrible has happened. I mean, we know that no doctor 
gets up in the morning planning to kill a, a child. We know it was an accident, but it was a careless accident. It was brought on by ignorance, by not having the knowledge and the expertise to do what he did. He didn't know that a child that size and weight, you shouldn't have gone in more than 1.5 centimetres. He went into over two centimetres. So they were circling the wagons to prevent a bad name or the bad reputation or bad PR of the hospital, as opposed to holding up their hands and saying, something terrible has happened. We will make sure this never happens again. We are so sorry. That's what they should have done. Mm. Instead, they fabricated lies and mistruths and files disappeared. Files were rewritten. People who were in the room during the procedure were erased from the records. People who were supposed to be in the room weren't in the room. They were down a corridor in another room where they were supposed to be supervising. They they did everything they could to make out that nothing happened, nothing went wrong. They told us that, uh, they implied that her death was a natural death, but they may have nicked something along the way. When you pierce a child's heart with a needle, it kills them. There's nothing natural about that. But, Conan, it's it's eight years since that happened. Now I know yeah. I I know the HSE and the state claims agency with them can't just settle every claim that comes in through the letterbox. But we're not talking about somebody slipping and falling in the corridor and looking for kind of a spurious fifty grand. They killed your daughter. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, and it's shameful and it's it's horrible because instead of us being able to grieve our little baby girl, our grief has been complicated by their denials and their and changing of our history, our life history. So that becomes mixed with rage, anger, disbelief, shock, betrayal. And that's what they've done to us. It's only now that we can begin to grieve for our baby girl. And they still haven't told us what they've done to make sure that this procedure is safe for other children. Um, when he pushed in the needle into our heart, he was guided by hand. There was nothing to prevent him slipping it in too far, which is outrageous. And they went in blind. So you're going into a tiny baby's chest, blind and guiding the needle in by hand and then pushing in a cathara and a silicone straw to get at the air bubble inside. Blind which is just, we couldn't believe. We were shocked that they could even contemplate doing something like yeah. this. Do you, do you feel now, eight years on, you know, I, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but you don't have Leisha, so all you have is those 48 hours. I guess all you have is the story of her. And when somebody else tried to take ownership of that story, you lose what little exists of her or exists, you know, of her in your consciousness? Do you feel you've won that back at all? We fought to um, correct the record of her life. We weren't going to accept their narrative because it suited them. We wanted the truth of her existence to reclaim her memory. 
that she was a healthy child. She was the stronger of the two. We, uh, that she was the, the healthier of the child, that she was the uh, stronger of the two. We know that she was sick uh, and needed the procedure, but she would have lived had he had done the procedure properly. Uh, instead, our memory has been marred by the fight that we've had to take on and the anguish around her. It's only now that we can start to to look back on her memory and try and, and honour that. We have her twin brother, who is the weaker of the two, who is a fine strapping lad. He's eight years old, plays soccer. He plays Gaelic. He does everything. He's like, he he's bounces yeah. around. He's a bundle of energy. And he was the weaker of the two. So we were, all, we're always looking at him and wondering what she would have been like. Colleen, listen, thank you so much for speaking to us. Thank you, Kieran. Really appreciate that. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.